please welcome to the stage your host, Billy Flanagan. Are you all ready to rain? I thought so. For those of you who don't know who I was, I was here last year as the host. My name is Billy Flanagan. Thank you. I'll give you a brief synopsis. I am an entertainer at Walt Disney World. I host shows there. I sing there. I've been there for a very long time. Back in the early 90s when you all were just five years old, I played Ken in the magical world of Barbie. So... I am a living doll, basically, is how we're going to... All right, so briefly, I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened to me today, and I promise this has, um, it has an information about what you all do. So I'm walking through the lobby on my way to breakfast. I just came from the gym, getting ready to go to rehearsal, and this woman was passing out samples for moisturizer, so I went over to grab one, and she went, oh, oh, you need to come inside. I'm like, oh, dear. So she comes inside, the other lady comes in, and she walks up to me, she goes, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, you need some help. So she takes this pen out, and then she does this to my eye, and then, of course, all the wrinkles go away, and I'm like, oh, that's great, can you do the other eye? She goes, well, this costs $900. I'm like, oh! I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on the way to a show, please don't make me have one unwrinkled eye and one wrinkled eye, please. So she did the other one, and she goes, okay, so for you, I'm going to give it to you for $300. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And I started, she goes, no, okay. Here's the thing, you know, it really, it costs 900 but 300 but, you know, for you, 150 I'm like, no, no, I can't afford 150 no, I can't do that. She goes, all right, all right, so I'm going to give you my discount, you can have it for $79. I'm like, okay. So now, I woke up this morning, the wrinkles are back, it didn't work. But here's the point. Everybody wants to be beautiful, and you all have the power to make people beautiful. So congratulations on that. That is amazing. And and the fact that you can make people be beautiful and offer them this awesome opportunity is incredible. So it is now time to get started and bring out the woman who started all of this. So please, welcome to the stage, Kara Brooke. Sorry if my voice is a little cracked. I've already been screaming so much. So just like pace yourself. Um, a lot of you guys are probably familiar with my blog mascara. Does anyone remember that? <laughs> um, but there's a bro- another blog that I had that you probably didn't know about. Um, I had this blog and that was my very last entry in it. Um, I I remember when kind of everyone was having the family blogs and sharing about how, you know, good their lives were and exciting um, their day-to-day life was. Well, I had one too, and I was in a really hard place in my life, but I still wanted to share the good moments. And um, I think I wrote this post after feeling like um, a little worn out from pretending that things were good. Um, But to kind of get you 
to where I was here, I have to rewind a little bit, to fifth grade. I wasn't into makeup or anything glamorous. This was me. <laughs> um, I was always kind of a tomboy, but I had a fifth grade science project to do, and I don't know if you know, I have eight brothers and sisters. Um, I'm in the side of the middle. I'm not even middle. So um, I definitely didn't have a lot of help with my science projects. So I decided to make a clay mask um, out of just the green clay that I made. I felt like that was what people did with their clay. They did the green when, when they were doing a mask at night. Felt, felt like it would work. What I wanted to do is make makeup easy. I noticed that all my friends' mom, moms had makeup, and a lot of them complained about it, and a lot of them felt uncomfortable with it. And I just thought, who's the idiot not making this easy? It should be fun. It should be quick. So I made a clay mask, and you put the makeup on it at night. So then in the morning, you sleep in, and then you just <laughs> voila, full face of makeup. It didn't work, but it was a good idea, and I think they passed me. And that was the seed to me wanting to create a makeup line. And that's all I ever wanted to do when I found out that face cara, which is C-A-R-A, was face in Spanish. And obviously, I didn't know there was an accent, so I was like, cara is face in Spanish. This is meant to be. This is my calling. And we didn't have Google, so I had, to go to the, I had to go to the library and look at the encyclopedia to find that out. So when I found that out, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I just had to kind of wait until I had that amazing idea. Um, <clears throat> and while I was having that amazing idea, and I finally did have that amazing idea, but I think I was always kind of waiting for someone or something to ride up on a white horse and make it easy for me. I just thought, you know, you can't really Google how to start a makeup company, and um, I just didn't know how to do it, so maybe someone would come along and just say, here's a silver platter of a makeup company, would you like to tell me your amazing ideas? And I'd be like, how did you know? <laughs> so I, as I was waiting, um, I ended up meeting a man, and I fell in love with him, and he had um, a severe drug addiction. And he had been in and out of rehab for 10 years, and I just thought that I could help him. So I married him, and I just, my very favorite fairy tale was Beauty and the Beast. When I was little, my dad took me to Beauty and the Beast, and then I watched it like a hundred million times. And in Beauty and the Beast, Beast has this curse. And Beauty is so loving, and if she can just love him enough, love can break the curse. And so I thought um, that I could do that too. And um, it just wasn't working. And I put my whole heart and soul into it, and I just thought, if I can just love enough, I can break this curse. And when it didn't work, after everything I tried, I just felt like, life had failed me and that I had failed at life and that fairy tales are not true and that dreams do not come true. And I was really, just really sad about that. Um, but I just thought that was just the reality. 
Um, and pretty soon after I wrote that post, I found out I was pregnant. Um, and I was so terrified. I was not, I thought maybe I would have, I wanted to be a mom, but I thought like maybe in 10 years, I got to get all my dreams done and then I maybe will do that. Um, I have so many siblings and they have so many kids. So when people are like, I never knew how hard it was to be a parent. I'm like, how did you miss that? <laughs> have you ever been to a grocery store? Like, you didn't look around? Um, so I was terrified. And um, I really just didn't want it. I felt like I was on this roller coaster that I didn't want to be on. And I felt like I, I had already failed my baby in so many ways by bringing him into a family that was kind of already broken. Um, but as soon as I had him, and as soon as I looked at his face, I just felt so much strength and so much of a desire to make my life better because I did not want his life to be like mine was at that point. And um, so I moved into my parents' garage, which sounds worse than it really was. It was a really nice garage. <laughs> <laughs> Had carpet and AC unit, which you need in this area. And I felt really safe for the first time in a really long time. And that's when I started working on the mascara blog. Um, I, well, I had this huge idea, and I knew that this idea would turn the makeup industry and the beauty industry around. But all I needed was money, a manufacturer, and some way to get customers. That's all I needed. <laughs> so this is the part of the story when I'm telling the story. I usually talk about the fact that I don't have any access to any of these things. I don't have any rich uncles. Um, that's always the example I get, which I don't know why I even say that, because it's not actually true. I do have a rich uncle. <laughs> in fact, he works really, really, really high up in a personal care manufacturing company. <laughs> but he wouldn't give me any money, you guys. <laughs> In fact, he told my parents not to give me any money either. Um, and it's not because he's mean. He's a very good person. He's just smart. And when he looked at this, he said, most businesses fail. Cosmetic businesses especially are incredibly hard to find success in. It's a risky investment at best at astronomical odds that you won't lose all of your money. But he did say something very helpful to me. He said, you don't even need money. You're nowhere near needing money yet. And I think what that did was it tore down a barrier that I had created for myself. I always just thought, okay, well, I have this really great idea. If I just get the money, I can make the idea happen. And I often think about if he was just like not smart and had given me the money at that time, I, ha I don't, we would not be here today because it was absolutely true that I had a lot more to do before then. So I looked at the other two things I needed, and I said, okay, manufacturing. I can't get a hold of a manufacturer, but I could probably make this stuff. So I ordered all the ingredients, and I looked at all the recipes, and I was like, this is just like cooking. 
I'm not even that good at cooking, so I don't know why I thought that would be easy. <laughs> but it wasn't. I tried so many different recipes, and it would always just have this grease on the top, and I was just like, I don't think it's supposed to be like this. Um, so the manufacturing wasn't going to work. Um, so I had one more outlet, which was finding customers. And that's when I decided to start the blog. I thought, at least I can show people how to feel beautiful, and I can grow this thing and just see where that takes me. So I started the blog, and about a year and a half in, I just posted diligently. And what was really fun and cool was even though I wasn't making any money, I still had to kind of do my, my fishing lures. I would put fishing lures together at night. I had to do that, but I felt, and my dad would always say, you're getting paid through these emails you get and through these comments you get of people that are appreciating your work. And I felt that 100%. I just felt like I was bringing something of worth to people, and it made me feel like I had something to offer. And after so long of feeling like a failure, I felt like someone, and I felt like I had something that people needed. Um, so along that way, Rachel, my sister, ended up doing a pedicure on a lady. And she calls me, and she's like, okay, I'm mid-pedicure. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. And she is like a manufacturer for makeup. She used, like, she gets stuff in Sephora. And I was like, show her my vlog, show her my vlog. You gotta get her to do this. And so we're like plotting, and she shows her the blog, and she pulls it up on her phone, and she's like, oh, this is really good. This is really awesome. And she gave her my card, and, um, or she gave Rachel her card, and then we were able to kind of get going on that. And after two years, it took two years working with her to get something that I liked because I was doing something so unique. It took forever. Um, and then we had something that I liked, so all I needed to do was pay for it. And it was after me and Nick put all of our money together, um, and then my parents went against my uncle's advice <laughs> and gave us everything they had. We still were just $120,000 short. <laughs> we had 60. We need like triple that, more than that. Um, and then Nick's dad happened to be retiring literally right then, and he gave us everything he had from his 401k. So no big deal. We just have our entire family's livelihood in this really risky, super risky investment. And like, what could go wrong, right? All I wanted to do was change the way everyone looked at, used, and stored their makeup. And that shouldn't be hard, right? I wanted them to embrace highlighting and contouring, which for the everyday woman was just not very realistic, so I needed to make it a ton easier. I wanted them to abandon traditional foundation, which is a big ask. I'm not asking them to like buy a shirt here. I'm asking them to take away the routine they've been using for 100 years and try something new. And then I wanted them to completely change the way they looked at foundation and the colors that they used. So I wanted them to buy insane looking colors. <laughs> I 
The other thing I wanted them to do is to use creams, which nobody had been using for since the 70s. I had a friend that was like, I was like, do you think people will use creams? And she was like, I don't think I would. And I was like, why? And she's like, just like putting Crisco on your face. Is that, I don't feel like that would be good. <laughs> so the problem with the way that everyone else was viewing makeup and shockingly, the way that everyone else seems to still be viewing foundation is they look at the colors and they think we need to cover or match the skin exactly. And what happens when you do that is you need to use 100% opacity, so full coverage. Which when, we, when we're talking full coverage, we're talking completely cover everything so no skin, shine, skin shines through. Um, that's inherently flawed thinking because one, it's extremely hard to get 100% full coverage. Two, it enhances the texture of your skin. Three, it looks unnatural. Four, matching the skin in a exactly in a world with hundreds of thousands of skin tones is hard enough as it is. But then take into consideration that everyone's skin changes even once throughout the month, throughout the year, and some people even throughout the day. So, what's the answer? We, I wanted to avoid 100% coverage, but then still get a beautiful, even tone, and not just mute out the skin. I wanted it to be fully flawless and glowing and show off all the bone structure, but then have still all the coverage people needed. With mascara, I'm always kind of shooting for about 40% or less opacity. So sorry if I'm getting a little technical here. I promise I'll demonstrate. I just thought it would be fun to show you guys why the colors needed to be so funky. So let me demonstrate. This beautiful girl, hold on, she'll be up here in a sec. <laughs> okay, these are the two colors. The one is, the top is color science. This one I'm just using is matched her neck. A lot of us learned how to do makeup by matching our neck to the foundation. So you can see if you look close, my little hand going over, this is at 26% opacity, so I'm just going over her skin with the color that matches her skin exactly. And now I'm just showing before, after. Okay, so she just looks like she has less depth to her face. Nothing really exciting here has occurred. So now using the color science and using what we use at mascara, I'm going to do, this is the exact same opacity and the exact same brush stroke. I'm just doing exactly what I did before, but with a color that is going to enhance her skin tone, diminish the redness, diminish the darkness, rather than just cover up her skin with another skin color. So when you see this before and after, you're gonna be way more impressed. What's cool about that, do you see this huge difference? What's cool about that is we didn't cover up any more of her skin. We just used the right color so that her skin could shine through because we really believe that skin is prettier than makeup. Yeah? <laughs> so that brings me to something really exciting that I want to talk to you guys about. <laughs> we have some new colors. So our first color that I want to share with you guys is Mirage. It is so beautiful. 
See your visions become a reality with stunning new highlight for dark complexions, darker than cinnamon and warmer than Muse. Isn't that beautiful? Muse is, well, yeah, so what are you wondering? What's Muse? It's the captivating dark highlight, optimal for the deepest of complexions, cool toned coverage. Isn't that gorgeous? Icon. Icon gives legendary three-dimensional coverage for complexions between papaya and cinnamon. So a lot of people needed that, right? <laughs> and last but not least, henna, which you probably heard me talk about a little bit. It's the contour I'm wearing today. It will probably be your new favorite, so get excited. I pushed so hard to have this one here today because I was like, I can't keep lying about wearing a different contour. <laughs> I have to tell them it's henna. <laughs> so there's a few of our new colors. So I've wondered a ton why other people don't do colors the way we do them. I'm literally, I go, to Sephora, I go into Sephora quarterly and I look and I wonder why people aren't looking at it and thinking about it the way we are. Um, I think I might know. And this was something that I thought about a lot before I put my entire family's savings and livelihood into this company. And that is, I think people probably do know about this, but they don't trust that you guys will get it. And so they know when you see a weird looking color that you probably would avoid it. Um, I remember saying when I was putting the colors together, I said, I think, I really, really believe that that people are smart and that people will get it and that they will love it. And I just trust them. And some of you in this room were sharing this product with friends, neighbors, and perfect strangers before we ever had the Mascara Artist Program. Raise your hand if you were. You guys really came through for me. <laughs> so thank you. Your love for this company and your ability to see something special when it was hard because no one else was on that boat yet is so incredible. And it's what turned me, a total direct sales hater, into a believer, into taking another look to look at its potential. And you are the reason we are here today. So thank you so much. to see the ripple effect that we've created as we've worked together as a team has been such a magical thing. Um, I, we have built a tribe. We've shown countless women how beautiful they are. We've stepped outside our comfort zones and we've felt how powerful our light and influence can be on others. And we haven't even touched the surface. We are all princesses, and we are all living in a fairy tale. And if you don't believe it, maybe you just need to redefine the way you look at it. Thanks, you guys.
Okay. At this time, we'd like to invite my husband, Nick, to the stage. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. Thank you. Wow. Isn't she great? And I'm the best. Out of my Thank you so much for being here. Man, those lights are bright. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we're so excited that you're here. It takes so much goes into planning this event, and we really hope that you enjoy yourselves. I don't care how many times I hear that story, it gets better every time. You guys? It's such an inspiring story. And I've lived it. And every time she tells it, I'm, I'm more energized and, and more grateful for, for where we are. I have the easiest job in the world today. I get to talk about the state of the business. And if you hadn't noticed, you guys are killing it. So it's an easy job. But before we get into I have some facts and figures and some numbers and some stuff that's, you know, pretty exciting. But before we go there, I want to tell a little story. Um, maybe my version of, of part of Kara's story. It's 2012, we're first married, a couple of months. Uh, we're living in Phoenix, Kara's blog is, is really starting to take off. I'm playing professional golf still. And we're in the car, we're driving to St. George home for the holidays, and she's telling me about 3D Foundation for the 1,000th time. <laughs> about how it's gonna change the beauty industry, about how it's, there's nothing like it on the market, about how it's the ins and outs and everything about it. Why this time? I don't know. But I finally, it finally dawned on me. I finally understood what 3D Foundation was and the power that it could have and that it was really had the potential of changing the beauty industry. And I thought to myself, this, there's a hole in the market here that this could fill. There's a potential problem here that could be fixed, and this is a real-life paradigm shift. What's that word? I'm going to get a little scientific for a minute. Bear with me. Just go with me here. In 1962, the American philosopher of science wrote a book called The Structure of Scientific Revolutions. He coined the phrase paradigm shift. He defined it as this, a fundamental change in the basic concepts and experimental practices of a scientific discipline. I didn't know it then, we'd all know it now, 3D Foundation is a paradigm shift. It's science. You can't tell me those makeovers that you guys do. You can't tell me there's not science involved in there. When I see Karen, Randy, and the creative team creating new products, trying on countless people, dialing in the color science, it's science. The, the products that 3D found, Foundation are, it's, it's an amazing product. And think about 3D Foundation is just like all the great paradigm shifts. The fire, the wheel, right? Germ theory, smartphones, bacon and mac and cheese. I mean, whoever did that, Kara is as influential to humanity as the guy who put bacon in mac and cheese. The world's never been the same, right? We know this now. 3D Foundation is is fundamentally changing the way 
Everybody does their makeup, their beauty routines. You guys know it. And if you don't believe me, try this. Go home, try to do the makeup the same way you do it now without using any mascara products. You'll hate it. Could you do it? So, like I said, probably the thousandth time Kara's told me this story. A lot of you probably know, some of you may not. Rewind, 2017, Kara and I go on our first date. We dated years before we got married. For a short time, only three months. We won't go into the details. Long story, boring. Point being, she had the same great idea then. She was just as beautiful, smart, charismatic, creative, optimistic. But the girl that I met again in 2012, there was one big change. It was this guy. And she was a mom. And she had more of something that maybe she lacked at that time. She had the determination, she had the grit, the fire to finally, the courage to finally make her dream a reality. And that was a person that was telling me about 3D Foundation for the 1,000th time in the car and I finally got it and I finally understood what this was going to do. Crush is almost nine now. He started third grade on Monday. He's just like his mom. His mom's his hero. And he is so proud to tell people that his mom created 3D Foundation and Mascara Beauty. Okay, let's, let's talk about what we've been doing since Dream, right? We release new eyeshadows. You guys like them? New packaging, new formula, new colors. I think you do. You've sold three, almost 350,000 of them. Um, put that in perspective a little bit. You probably saw the Cathedral of Football being built for my beloved Raiders off I-15. 65,000 fit in that thing. One eyeshadow per person. We fill five of those stadiums in eyeshadows. Just since the release. It's amazing. We had our first ever rewards trip. Who was there? It was a blast. Cancun, guys, you do not want to miss the next one. Get there. It's going to be amazing. You think these events are fun? You have no idea. It's just party, 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 food, fun, amazing. Get yourself on that reward trip. The highlight of the reward trip for me was me and my boys taking the bowling championship by not, a, not so slim a margin, but we won't go into the details there. However, my first, pro, my first place prize of the milk mass was stripped from me by a Miss Mandy Sims. She was feeling extra hostile that night, only towards me. I don't know why. I can't figure it out. She's usually so nice, but on that particular night, and just focused on me, she was, she was a little more hostile. Can't figure it out. How about Mandy Sims, by the way? Over the last year, what she's done with her business. Where are you? Good job. 
we uh, launched in Canada. Who's here? Where's, how many do we have? I think we might have all 363 of you, maybe. 363 new artists from our favorite neighbor to the north. Almost a million dollars in sales since launching Canada in April. Amazing stuff. We had our record-breaking sales month in February. We hit three million in sales in a month for the first time. And we haven't looked back. We had our first million-dollar sales week that same month. Amazing stuff. Since Dream, we've added 5,500 artists have joined. And we're closing in on 9,000 active artists, which is an amazing number. Some other amazing stats. 260,000 unique customers since to date, since we started the artist program. Three and a half million items shipped. Think about that, total. We're steady, consistent, 64% uh, year over year sales growth, which is, very, which is a great, healthy, sustainable number and speaks to the infrastructure that we have in place here at Mascara to support the growth. My favorite numbers to date, 58 million in sales. And almost 23 million, or almost 24 million in commissions paid out, which illustrates the generous comp plan. I'm very proud of this, that we're able to have such a generous comp plan while providing high, high quality products at a really affordable price. And this comp plan is something that me and my finance and operations team hang our hats on. We are very dedicated to protecting this comp plan, make sure it's funded properly and that you guys have the tools and the resources to grow your business and be compensated for that. In 2017, we did 14 million in sales. 2018, we grew to 23 million. This year on pace for 40. I think we can do better though. I have a number in mind and I want to throw it out there. Do you guys think we can do more than 40? What are you guys thinking? That's exactly what I'm thinking. I think we can do 50. Don't make a liar out of me. Back to our friend, the philosopher, for a minute. What Thomas Kuhn had to say about paradigm shifts. He said, paradigm shifts arise when the dominant paradigm under which normal science operates is rendered incompatible with new phenomena, facilitating the adoption of a new theory or paradigm. This is where you come in. You guys are the phenomena that push, push this paradigm shifting potential product over the hill and facilitated the paradigm shift and created the phenomenon that is Mascara Beauty. If there's anything that, you, that I could impart on you guys this weekend, it'd be these three things. Recognize the products, the paradigm shifting power of those products that you have. Do whatever it takes 
to get that courage to put into your business. Take the example from Kara to, to find that courage to make your dreams come true and join the phenomenon that is Mascara Beauty. Thank you so much for being here. We hope you have a good I've weekend. Never seen a diamond in the flesh. One more thing. <laughs> I, cut my teeth on I just want to say one more thing. Kara and I are very, very grateful for what you've done with her dream and we just want to tell you how much how grateful we are for you guys being here and for taking care of her her idea Thanks so much for being here. We, from the bottom of our hearts, we can't tell you how, how grateful we are, and you know that we mean it. Go ahead, Billy. All right. Nick. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. You know, every day I work in a place where dreams come true. It's the happiest place on earth, but I really think Mascara is giving that a run for its money for that title. If you all follow what Nick and Kara tell you to do, your dreams will for sure come true. It will not be a fairy tale. It'll be a real life story. So our next speaker, I'm really excited to introduce him. I just met him backstage and uh, he is fantastic. I can't wait to see what he's got to say here. His name is Paul Blanchard. He is, some of you know him. Uh, He is the president of the OG Mandino Leadership Institute. He is considered a habit dynamics expert. And Paul has spent the last 14 years as a professional speaker, corporate trainer, business leader, and coach. He is focused on to inspire and teach creators, entrepreneurs, and independent thinkers how to increase performance and income while strengthening relationships and achieving fulfillment. Paul has an insatiable passion to work with others on the journey of deep work and lasting success. He has an incredible triumphs, he has had incredible triumphs and crushing defeats in life, each one giving him great insight into what actually works and what doesn't. With diverse experience and proprietary principles and tools, Paul offers significant insight, guidance, and impact to your personal business and organizational journey. So, without further ado, let me introduce this man who amazingly looks so much like me. Same stature. I like, it's like, whoa, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is who? Is it Billy or is it Paul? Without further ado, welcome Paul Blanchard. I mean, come on. Thanks, Billy. Good morning. How we doing? How we doing? Thank you. Yes. That's what I was hearing earlier. I am honored to be here. The rules of speaking say that this is the time that I build rapport so that you pay attention, so that you don't pull out your phone and wind off because I give you reasons that you're supposed to listen to me. 
well, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather tell you why I'm here. You can find out plenty about me on social media and LinkedIn and talking to people that have worked with me, but I want to tell you a little bit about why I'm here. I'm the president of the Habit Finder company. We've worked with over 150,000 professionals just like you, home-based businesses. The opportunity to get yourself filleted wide open because you can't grow your business without growing yourself. That's why we work in this industry. We've had the opportunity to work with a lot of companies over the last 20 years, and it has also given us the fortune of being very picky about who we will work with. So when I got the opportunity to sit down with Kara, that's reason number one why I'm here. We don't follow product, and the product is amazing. We follow passion. We follow people that are creating things to make an impact, to really change lives. And when you find that kind of integrity, that kind of passion, it's a no-brainer to be a part of something like that. And I am honored to be here, to be a part of her mission, to be able to support Nick and Kara in what they have built here. And more importantly, I am honored to spend time in front of each of you today. The fact that you would take precious time to be here, to be able to sacrifice, it doesn't hurt us in Vegas, but to be able to spend time here is, is the number one reason I'm here. The second reason I'm here um, because I've, I've watched the impact that mascara can have in my own home. When you have a product that can allow your wife to finally start to believe she's as beautiful as you've told she is for years, it's pretty special. She told me, she said, honey, I signed up as an artist with mascara. It's like, that's amazing. That is a great company. And she's like, yeah, I've been following them from the beginning. It's like, that's awesome. I'm actually working with a lot of their leaders. She's like, oh, that's great. Who are they? And I named some. She's like, oh, yeah, I've been following them for a long time. That's awesome. And then I said, and then a few weeks later, she came and said, guess what? I took the leap because this is so not her style. I'm going to their convention. I'm going to go to Rain in Las Vegas. I was like, that's awesome. I'm speaking there. <laughs> and she immediately looked disappointed. And I went, I'll call Kara and tell her no. I'll say, I'm sorry, I can't do this. You're way more important to me than a speaking op uh, opportunity. And she said, well, no, no. And we worked through it and found out it, it was just because she was looking forward to a girls weekend. It's like, no problem. Give me a kiss the morning before I speak and you don't have to, you can pretend you don't know me at all the rest of the time. It's worked out great. She's in a totally different floor. You have to use a different set of elevators just to get to her room. Okay, I'm somewhere else in the hotel and just giving her total space. So we've made the best case scenario here. So, as I was thinking about all of you, there's one word that came to mind. Beautiful. Beautiful comes from the Latin word bellatatum, which means a state of being pleasing to the eyes, to the ears, to the mind, and the soul. My hope today is that I can give you a few principles, a few ideas, a few things that might be able to break something loose that will allow you to feel more beautiful in the way you hear yourself and the way you hear others. 
in the way you see yourself and see others. By changing the way you think and allowing for healing in your soul. That, to me, is beautiful. We get the opportunity to do this with, uh, with an incredible tool that I think a lot of you are introduced to called the Habit Finder. Now, a lot of people ask me what I do, and I say, I read minds. I spend all day just reading people's minds, but not like with a crystal ball, okay? I do it with axiological mathematics, Cantor's transfinite calculus, and the concept of infinitudes, right? I mean, we, every day, right? Piece of cake. You don't have to remember the fancy language. Just know it's not tea leaves. It's not a survey. It's actually very complex mathematics, for those of you who took it and went, what? That allows me to be able to see about six quadrillion variables in the way you think. Now, why would that matter? Why would it matter for, for us to be able to create a totally objective assessment that you can't manipulate so that I can see how you think? Well, because we all want to get better, do we not? We all want to develop. There are three primary dimensions that involve personal development, which is also professional development, okay? One thing you can take to the bank is that any professional problems are personal problems in disguise. So personal development also encompasses professional development. There are three dimensions. The first dimension is the behavioral dimension. This is what we do, what we don't do. These are the tasks, the strategies, the implementations, the things we wish we could stop doing, the wish we th things we wish we did more consistently. That's the behavioral realm, okay? Hopefully, a lot of you are here to be fed what you can do to be better. It is the most common level of development. What do I need to do to be more successful? What do I need to do to be able to have what she has? What do I need to do to be able to increase my effectiveness? Then we come to the second dimension. The second dimension is emotional. This is the emotional spectrum of personality, of the impact of our emotions, which we wake up with different ones every day. Anybody ever gone to bed feeling amazing, woke up the next morning feeling like crap? So understanding that and understanding the different personalities that come with that, I know there's a lot of assessments out there that can measure the primary characteristics of your personality, but typically most people have about five to seven personalities. Now, don't go home and ask your husband if you have five to seven personalities. <laughs> that is not a fair question to ask. It's not okay. That's like, how do I look in this dress? I mean, what are, you know, yes, you have five to seven different personalities. You want to be understanding in terms of the development of those. What clues do they give you in this emotional spectrum of development? Awareness here is essential. Because if you can be aware of this, you can start to impact that behavior, which is the only place we can create what we want. You have to do the work. You can think about it all day long. You can have the best intentions. You can get super excited and pumped up here. But if you do nothing, the rest doesn't matter. But the impact on doing is further upstream. It comes from the awareness of our emotions, the awareness of our preferences, the awareness of how certain things trigger us and impact us. But in 2000, when we decided to start uh, creating value for people in personal development, for being able to actually get better, we knew there was something further upstream. We didn't know what it was, but we knew there was something beyond this, and that's where you get into as far upstream as you can get in your development, and that is the way you think. The way you think impacts every facet of your life. Your thoughts are constantly shaping your reality. 
the emotions you feel, the decisions you make, the actions you take, and ultimately the results you create all come from your thoughts. You wanna know the biggest challenge with working on your thoughts though? Is you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. They're a different level of existence that is shaped and compensated for challenges in your life, for good things in your life, for relationships, for all these things that have tried to distort where you're headed and what you're trying to do for one reason, because your brain has one objective. It has one objective and that is to keep you safe. That's all it wants to do, keep you safe, protect you. Survival is the, the top instinct in the human chemistry. But here's the challenge with being safe, is when you really get down to it, what it means is your brain wants you to be predictable. That's what it would prefer. If you can be predictable, it has a way easier time keeping you safe. Now it doesn't care about comfort. We all talk about being in a comfort zone. It's not a comfort zone. It's more of a predictable zone. It's the reason why you can see someone in a really bad circumstance. If I could be so bold, it's one of the reasons why you may see a beautiful young woman get, get the crap kicked out of her over and over again by a man who doesn't understand what he's doing and stay because her brain wants her to be predictable. She knows I should stop doing this. She knows how she feels. She should change her behavior, but every time she goes to do it, the tether of how she thinks keeps her stuck. Too many of us are beating the crap out of ourselves. And we're stuck because our brain would prefer that we stay predictable. If we can change the way we think, we can change our awareness of how we feel, which can then roll into what we do. And when what you do becomes a natural outcome of who you are, the way you think, the doing becomes passion-driven, the opportunity to contribute, add value to the world rather than it becoming repetitious, mundane, and some price we're trying to pay so that someday we can be there. Where is there? We never get to be there. We're always right here. And yet part of our mind continues to draw us on. Once I reach there, then I'll be happy. Once I accomplish that, then I'll be enough. And we get into this whirlwind of thought that then requires a whole bunch of compensations all at the end with the primary objective to keep us predictable. Anybody ready to stop being predictable? Okay. In order to stop being predictable, we want to become aware of our thoughts, of our reality, and rule number one is understand that personal development is not a philosophical game. It's not about ahas and quotable quotes. It's a biological game. It's about how your brain actually works. And your brain responds to frequency and consistency, not intensity. So if we're gonna play the biological game, we're gonna to want to find consistency. We're gonna to wanna to find ways to be able to be frequent rather than being intense. Anyone felt their life or their business does a little too much of this? Okay, we'll talk about some things that'll help you with that today. The other piece we're gonna to wanna to understand is that the second biggest challenge to creating this kind of growth, this kind of development, is trying to grow too fast. Don't grow too fast. You want to grow as quick as you can, but not faster than you should. And we're gonna talk a little bit about how to do that today as well. 
Now, in terms of this development, I had many of you in this room actually took the habit finder, and I've got the report here. This tells me how all of you think. This tells me how pretty much this entire group thinks. And you want to know what the two greatest strengths of this room are? Connecting with people and ability. Ability to do the work. The ability to know what should be done, what the most important priorities are. Do you know what the two greatest challenges of this room are? <laughs> That's an outcome of the two greatest challenges. The greatest challenge is that over 80% of you are not finding joy naturally in your life, which means you've got a thought process that wants you to hate your life currently. Because if it can get you to hate your life, somehow that's going to get you to fight to change it. And yet it creates torture and it flows downstream to the second greatest challenge, which is sabotaging dialogue. This room across the board has incredible genius and brilliance. But as soon as we go to engage it and turn up the volume of our genius, unfortunately, we're at risk of turning up the volume of our sabotaging dialogue. And it becomes, it's going to be so awesome when, and then we go to engage, and it's like, who are you to talk to that person? Who are you to ask them about this? I, I just can't do it. And we create resistance, and then we get confused, thinking we don't know how to do it. The habit finder proves otherwise. You do know how to do it. The number one cause of confusion is having something that you know should be done and resisting it. Confusion comes from the resistance of what you're trying to get done, not from actually not knowing or being able to do it. So if we can start to approach these levels, start to become aware of these things, we can start joining the conversation in our head, and that's what I'm asking you to do today, is rather than work on your business, rather than uh, just focus on the, the product or, or the makeup or anything like that, I want you to start joining the conversation in your head. And those of you who just went, what conversation? That one right there, okay? Because <laughs> when you join the conversation in your head, then you can start to participate in the conversation in your head. There are too many of us trying to work on in spite of our unhealthy habits of thinking, trying to overcompensate for what is hardwired at the lowest part of the brain and is wired into the nervous system. That's not a fair fight. Let's join the conversation, and then eventually we can start to dictate the conversation. And then we can start to deploy our greatest gifts. As I mentioned, one of the greatest gifts in this room is very exceptional high levels of empathy and intuition, which are some of the greatest assets you can have in life, let alone in a business like this. High levels of empathy and intuition. But the challenge is the sabotaging dialogue is the foundation for which those gifts are built. In order to connect with someone else, it's built on a foundation of our ideas about ourself. Self-esteem, self-worth, however you want to put it. And as we want to be more in tune with others, we inevitably create a higher level of awareness of our own sabotaging dialogue. And it's debilitating. If I said some of the things to you that your thoughts say to you, I wouldn't have been invited here. I'd be kicked off the stage. It's time to start noticing the dialogue, participating so you can dictate it. Because the more you try and ignore your brain, the more it is like trying to ignore your three-year-old that's pulling on your pant leg, trying to get your attention. The more you ignore them, the louder they will get, the more disruptive they will become. 
So as we get an opportunity to make a commitment to be more beautiful, to, to live in a state that is pleasing to the ear, to the eyes, to the mind, and the soul, we're going to want to learn how to grow. We're going to want to learn how to become aware of our thought processes so that we can finally join the conversation and finally grow. Now, I mentioned one of the greatest challenges to doing this is trying to grow too fast. And one of the number one reasons we try to grow too fast is because we don't like where we currently are. In fact, I believe the statistics are 80%. 80% of the room on a deep level in terms of their thought processes are holding their life hostage. On some level, waiting for a better version of you, a better version of your financial picture, a better version of your relationship to show up and then you'll be enough. Have you ever seen a hostage situation in a movie or on TV? Okay, I want you to picture a person in a chair, tied down, blindfolded, gagged, that's you. Then I want you to see a person with a gun to their head and on the phone with the FBI talking about their demands. I want a better life. I want that, I want that. I want things to just be better. Even if they're not amazing demands, that's also you. In the mind, we end up holding our own lives hostage and it robs us of intuitive ideas. It robs us of passion. It robs us of some of our greatest gifts. Would you like to find out how to start to work against that? How to shift that? Okay, awesome. Would you like to know how to do better with this? Would you like to be massively successful? Would you like to take this company to heights it never imagined? Do you want to be mediocre? That's where it starts. Now, interestingly enough, I've spoken all over the world and done the same thing. And when I bring up mediocre, people have the same reaction. When I say mediocre, what do you think of? Boring. What was that? Okay. Boring. Eh, meh. Loser. Not good. Average. Ugly. Okay. Certainly. Lazy. Rarely do I ever say mediocre and people go, awesome! Well, it's interesting because mediocre is actually one of the greatest partners you have in your growth. Let me explain. Now, if we're here, this is our reality. This is where we currently live. These are our current thought processes, our current habits that dictate our reality, and therefore that's what continues to show up. Even though we keep trying to do things differently down there, it keeps flowing downstream to our thoughts, our habits, and our current reality. And so even though we might be able to sustain it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, or maybe some of us have even made the marathon of development and sustained it for a couple of months, we keep getting pulled back to here. So it gets more and more frustrating. We get more and more frustrated with where we currently live. Now, I'm not saying you hate your life. I'm saying your thought processes, if you're not careful, on a day you're stressed, on a day you're overwhelmed, on a day you're fatigued, which I know never happens for any of you, but when it does, you're at risk of hating your life, of having energy that is desiring to escape and avoid where you currently are. I want to get there. There's that amazing there again, because I don't like here. And so what do we do? We read. We, we go to an event like this. We, uh, we, we do coaching. We, we find some way to get us pumped up and excited for a battle cry, for war. 
And what are we declaring war on? We're declaring war on our current reality because I want to be there. That's the success I want. So what do we do? All right. And I want you to imagine this is a huge incline. Where we want to be is way up on the hill. Okay. I got this. I was at Rain in Las Vegas. I heard some incredible things, amazing trainers. That Paul guy was okay. And I am excited and ready to go. And so we're, we're ready to battle up this hill. And we take off and we go fighting. And we're running. We're running as hard as we can. We're trying to get to where we want to be. We can feel it. We can taste it. We can touch it. Until this landslide of unmet expectations. It didn't happen fast enough. Maybe I can't do it. That person got in my way, or I was missing this, or that happened, and suddenly we come flying all the way back. But here's the challenge. Here's where we started. When we do this, and we fight up the hill, and we're getting closer this time. This is amazing, this is awesome, but it's unsustainable. Something always happens that pulls the rug out from under us in life. Anyone experience this? Now it's time to go, woo, and we don't stop here. We end up back here. How many of us, and you don't have to answer, please don't in fact, have started there and it was time to go. It, it's going to be different this time. I got this. Ah! And then something happened and you found yourself all the way back here, further back than you started. And now you need time just to recover to get back where this all started. That's what I want to break. That's the cycle that allows you to grow the way you were designed to grow. That's what allows you to actually get where you are is by embracing your mediocre. Why? Well, let's look at the word. Mediocre actually comes not from loser or average or ugly. Mediocre actually comes from medius, which is middle or halfway, and ochre, which is the jagged mountain. Anyone's life ever felt like a jagged mountain? So if we break that down and put it together, our mediocre is halfway up the jagged mountain. Anybody have a shift there? So you're saying what I used to think was bad, what I used to think was what I needed to fight against, is actually halfway up the jagged mountain? I mean, picture Everest and a green arrow. You are here. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. And it gives you a chance to take the first step of eliminating this vicious cycle, and that is to embrace your current life. More importantly, to choose you. I've never done this in a group this big, but it just hit me, so I'll follow it. I want you to take your hands like this. I want you to actually look at your palms to the point that you can see the lines in your skin. And I want you to start to see in those lines your life. I want you to start seeing your defeats, your tragedies, your trauma. I want you to see your gifts. I want you to see your relationships. I want you to see the things you've told yourself that were helpful, the things you told yourself that were painful. I want you to see the things you wish were different. I want you to see the things you hope will change. And when you see it all, I want you to do this and choose you. There is no other you and there is no power in this universe that will give you more of something you don't want. 
If you don't choose this, how can you expect to get there, to get that, to reject the gifts, the asset that is painful life experiences that actually plays into your empathy and intuition to serve other people in incredibly unique ways. You have been uniquely prepared to serve other people, uniquely prepared, and it starts with choosing you to embrace your halfway up the jagged mountain. Not because we wanna stay here. See, that's where the brain gets confused. Wait, why are you embracing this? We don't want to be here, we want to be there. We don't want our current financial picture. We don't want our current relationship. We don't want these things. We want those things, but better. We want them there. So why aren't we fighting this? Because it hasn't served us up to this point. It's kept us stuck. It's kept us from believing in ourselves. We've believed in there rather than believed in us. We haven't chosen us. And when we choose us, then guess what we get the opportunity to do? We get the opportunity to be a little bit more of us. And then we experience some of the resistance, some of the dialogue, some of the habits that will support us in being able to sustain this position then we can be a little bit more of us. And then a little bit more of us. And guess what finally starts to happen? Something incredibly unique. See, now if mediocre was static, it never changed, then I'd be up here like William Wallace, they can take our lives, but they'll never make us mediocre! And I'd be like leading the battle cry to destroy mediocre. But mediocre is not static, it doesn't stay the same. Your mediocre a year ago is not your mediocre today. In fact, in corporate America, they don't even call it mediocre, they call it status quo, which is is the most reliable level of performance you have. The most reliable level of performance you have is the one that you've been fighting against, the one you've been avoiding, the one you've been trying to get away from, Because apparently there was so much better than here, except here is how we get there. And when we embrace our mediocre, suddenly we stop feeling like not being able to get there no longer means anything about me. Now I can go on a journey rather than try and find out if I'm enough. When you embrace your mediocre, you're halfway up the jagged mountain, and you move just a little bit. And, a little, and maybe some days you can move a few. And sometimes you might move a little too far and you'll feel yourself come back a little bit. But that's all you did, you just came back a little bit. Too many of us have been psychologically conditioned to believe that life is shoots and ladders. That we move a space, we move a space, move a space, ah, a ladder, a shortcut, which doesn't exist. And we get to shoot up. And then we're feeling amazing, we've got this momentum and something happens and that's a shoot. And suddenly we force ourselves to, ever done this with your spouse? Things were amazing and then something blew up and there's always that arbitrary amount of time before you guys can talk again? What is it? When you wake up the next morning, some of you it's three or four days? That's the shoot. There is no reason why I'm moving forward, I'm moving forward, I'm moving forward. Argument, blow up, ouch. But that's okay. Let's address where we are. Because that's okay. One of the greatest secrets to becoming better is to just stop falling. There is a massive difference between failing 
and simply having a fall. I can fall, but I didn't, I didn't fail. But if we continue to fight against our mediocre, we continue to fight about where we are right now, we may find ourselves perpetually damaging our self-worth, convincing ourselves that it's never good enough and even perhaps I'll never be good enough. But if we can own this, we can embrace this, we can grow as quickly as we can but never faster than we should and our mediocre will change. If you come back to this conference a year from now and your mediocre is better than it is right now, you did it. You're headed the right direction. You have embraced your most reliable level of performance rather than holding yourself, your intrinsic self, who you are, to a standard that can never be met. All because some old part of the brain has you convinced that you need to hate this to really love that. No, you will want to love this and you will have that. Because when you hate this, you expect that. You don't want to expect that. Expectations are some of the most damaging things we can have in our lives. They are concrete conditions for happiness. If I expect things to happen and then they don't, and for 96% of this room, 96%, 9.6 out of 10 people, I'm not sure who the 0.4 is, but you might know who you are. 96% of this room obsessively think, obsessively think and, and about new and better ways to do things and are constantly battling the challenge of needing to be right and, and trying to fix and trying to solve rather than stepping back and embracing, getting the opportunity to own our mediocre. Is this making sense? Okay. Because you've been holding yourselves to a standard that is not fair. Not only have you completely depleted your gifts, but now you're holding them hostage until you can get to a place that doesn't exist. There doesn't exist. It becomes here when you do this. When you choose you. We good with that? Okay. So, thank you. How many of you would like to be more successful? How many of you would like better relationships? More health and vitality? How many of you would like to build a massive mascara business? How many of you are ready for your mediocre? Yes! I don't prescribe mediocrity. I prescribe embracing your mediocre. Own you. Choose you. And then you're opened up to a whole new playground where you can start building skills. Because now that you've embraced you, now that you've owned who you are, you've owned your clay, you can add to it. You can grow. And one of the skills you're going to want to develop, especially in a business like this, is confidence. How many of you wish you were more confident in some area of your life? I don't know anyone when you really get to the depths that doesn't wish they were a little bit more confident in some area. Now somehow we've streamlined confidence to just be being extroverted. I wish I was more confident to talk to people, but there's so many levels of confidence. Like being confident to be able to hold space with someone when they're in their pain and not need to fix it or change them. Being able to step into somebody's world. Being able to find moderation in the appropriate ways. Confidence in those things. Confidence in embracing your mediocre. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to, those of you who are taking notes, okay? On the left-hand side of your paper, I want you to write down 
what you think confidence feels like. Just one, two words that come to you in terms of what confidence feels like. And on the right-hand side, I want you to write down what the opposite of confidence feels like. Does someone with a really loud voice be willing to share what they think confidence feels like? Strong. Fearless. Contending. Charity. Clarity. Beautiful. Safe, empowering, yes. Awesome. You're on the right track. That's what most people think confidence feels like. What is the opposite of confidence feels like? Scary, Scary. fear. Unworthy. Unworthy. Pain. Now you've got these two diagrams. And similar to what we just shattered, so many of us are trying to get there, but there doesn't exist. Oh, what a relief. And now you've got some tools to take the first step to making there here. That's what we're doing. We're not expecting that. We are living in a way that makes that inevitable. That's a great way to live. Rather than live expecting things from other people, expecting things from yourself, imagine living in a state of passion and peace and joy that allows your life to be inevitable rather than expected. And confidence is a huge breakthrough for doing this. But the challenge is, similar to there not existing, and therefore the logic of our brain of hating here so we can get there, and we end up poking holes in our own boat and sinking the ship, we've got to shift the paradigm of confidence. This is critical. Because in my experience, over 90% of you, your businesses would be incredible. Your relationships would be enhanced if you were more confident but we don't know what confidence really is. You've got the two columns. What does confidence feel like? What does a lack of confidence feel like? Now you've built two columns that are correct with the wrong titles. The one on the left that says what confidence feels like is actually what the outcome of confidence feels like. The one on the right is actually what confidence feels like. Confidence doesn't feel good. Confidence is scary, it's fearful, it's awkward, it's doubting. Those of you going, huh? We understand this concept with courage. Can you have courage without fear? Can you have courage without fear? Okay, can you have confidence without doubt? No, and all of its trimmings. Confidence, oh, feels gross. The only difference is, we did this. We saw someone else who had demonstrated the outcome of confidence. They seemed safe, they seemed confident, they seemed powerful, they seemed knowledgeable, stable, amazing, empowered. And then we went, oh, I wish I could feel like that. And we got to the edge and it was scary and it was awkward and and we wanted to retreat and we wanted to escape. And so we went, I must not be confident. No, that's what confidence feels like. What you saw was the outcome, and so in your mind, you took the gap that is required to be jumped to be able to create confidence, and you went like this with it, which is awesome that our minds can do that. Your minds can visualize and create things in your head that don't even exist in tangible reality. You can actually experience things before they happen. 
not like a medium, okay, but you can experience things in terms of what it's gonna feel like. Like this morning, I was out here on the stage before they even opened the doors, just with my eyes closed, imagining what you all would feel like. What am I here for? Who am I here for? I didn't get a name pop into my mind. It was about feeling. It was about experiencing this. Getting the opportunity to be in that kind of state so that I could feel the nerves. Yes, I get nervous before I go on stage. I did theater for years, okay? Which I know was obvious, you know, six, five, 300 pounds. Of course, I did Shakespeare in college. I had the opportunity to do theater from eight years old until I was in my 20s. And every once in a while I'd do stand-up and improv comedy just to humble myself. And I, I still get nervous. I get on an individual coaching call with a, with a high-profile client and I still get nervous. I still feel the gap, except that I've built the habit of confidence. I understand that when I get to this gap and I'm not feeling it, there's nerves, there's fear, there's awkwardness, there's whatever it might be. I have jumped enough times that I know what's on the other side. The weight of the outcome of confidence has now become greater than the weight of waiting. The weight of the outcome of confidence has become greater than the weight of waiting. And if you're convinced that you're gonna get to that precipice, you're gonna get to that cliff of confidence and go, I don't feel confident, therefore I'm not worthy, therefore I can't do this. And then we go retreat back into our minds, we come to an event like this, we read a great book, we get a great mentor, and what happens in our mind? We bridge the gap again. Ah, I don't have to take the leap. I can see it, I can feel it. Happens here all the time. You're in a room full of incredible women that are like-minded. Amazing energy here. And getting the opportunity to envelop with that, you will feel confident. Why? Because the noise that is holding you back is quiet in here. In this room, the thoughts, remember? The thoughts that have held you back are quieter in here. Guess when the volume gets turned back up? Monday morning. When you're back in the world that provokes all that, that triggers all that. And suddenly you don't feel confident because you've been defining confidence as something that it's not. It's uncomfortable. The difference being you jumped. It's the only thing you were missing. The only thing is, did you take the leap? Were you aware of how you were feeling? Were you aware of the outcome and that it's not a matter of worth and worthiness, it's not a matter of ability, because the habit finder shows that it, you guys have it in spades. It was whether you could come to that moment where we would normally come up to it, okay? And this phrase got me in a lot of trouble as a kid. I, it invoked a lot more pain than I realized. And that was one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. And the challenge is most of us live this life. One for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, Three to get ready. Three to get, right? Okay, maybe I'm not ready. I guess I'm not confident. I'm not feeling it. I, I, I don't look like they do. I'm not able to speak like they do. I'm not able to, to post on social media the way they do. 
We start to doubt, we start to retreat. That's what confidence feels like. The difference was they jumped. And the first couple times they jumped, there's no exception whether, they, whether the person you had defined confidence incorrectly with had jumped when they were younger several times. Like me, I had been on stages since I was a little kid. So when I got older, there's still something to jump. There were still nerves. I was just back there getting really emotional thinking about you guys, which then added a little heightened sense to the nerves. Faced it, but I know what happens when I jump. I know what happens when I get the opportunity to come out and interact with amazing people like you. And the weight, ugh, the weight of the outcome of doing this, of jumping, as scary as it is, when you jump, it's a, <gasps> it's tough to do. There are core parts of your nervous system in your body saying, don't jump. Anyone ever jumped off of something high or bungee jumped or skydived or anything like that? It's the same feeling. Everything in your body is saying, you will die. Don't do that. And you do it anyway. I remember when I was a teenager, we went to this bungee jumping park. I didn't even know they made those. And you could sign up for an hour and bungee jump as many times as you could. It's the best cardio workout ever because you had to run upstairs to get back up to the 90-foot tower. And every time I jumped, it was the same feeling. I think I got like nine times in an hour and I still got up there for the ninth one and my body was like, stop! You're gonna die! That's confidence. Did you take the leap anyway? Did you jump in spite of all the reasons you've been convincing yourself you weren't confident? Did you jump? Did you shut off the noise for just that moment that you could engage your nervous system to serve you rather than hold you back and then figure it out in the air? Because the habit finder would prove that you have the ability, the genius, the brilliance to land on solid ground if you will jump, if you will commit to yourself, if you will trust, if, if you'll have faith in you to know that the ground that is crumbling underneath you, that you have been convinced means you're not good enough, that means you can't do it, is just waiting for you to leap and land on solid ground with greater ability and develop the habit of confidence rather than this deity that we would never be able to emulate. That's the outcome. And it's very similar here coming back to our mediocre. We want that outcome. We want there. But it's the embrace of here that is exactly what allows there to become here, to choose us, to be able to start becoming aware of the thought processes that have robbed you of your inheritance in this life. Not your inheritance from your parents, not your inheritance from some job well done, the inheritance of your worth and worthiness. The proof that in mathematics, the most valuable thing on planet Earth is a human being. It is the pricelessness of who you are that has prepared you to recognize the pricelessness of who they are. And you have an amazing platform to be able to reach the depths of beauty, bellitatum, to reach the depths of a state of being pleasing to the eyes, pleasing to the ears, and now hopefully equipped with a little higher level of awareness to change the way 
your thinking to allow healing in your soul. All that with makeup. How amazing is that? The people waiting on the other side of the jump, of the leap, the priceless human beings that are worth quieting your noise for just, just a second. Because we never get to stay there. We never get to be on top of our game forever. We never get to be in the zone 24-7, 365. The mediocre, halfway up the jagged mountain, our most reliable level of performance is there for a reason. Because we're gonna have bad days. We're gonna have days that we just didn't feel like we could do it, but we didn't land on a chute. We didn't have to come all the way back down. We just stepped back. We didn't fail, we fell. Then we re-embrace our mediocre. We re-embrace and choose us. Join the conversation, dictate the conversation, and allow there to become here. And when there becomes here, the amount of lives that have been changed from your leap, priceless. The opportunity to change lives, the opportunity to make yourselves and others beautiful is why I'm here. Thank you for being people willing to put you on the line, to put your challenges out there, to look at something outside of yourself, to be able to make the world a little bit more pleasing to the ear, the eye, the mind, and the soul. Now, I had to fit 20 years of information into about 43 minutes, okay? And my objective was to share a few things. And if you're sitting there going, that was a lot, just grab one of them. One of them and then go experiment. You take it from the thinking dimension, become aware of the emotions around it, because anytime you grow, emotions resist, and then implement it. Take one little action, one little jump, and focus on that. For those of you who are ready to take a few more jumps, maybe some bigger jumps, we have an opportunity for you to be able to work with us a little bit further. We've had the opportunity to work with Amanda Ernest and her team, an incredible leader who I watch take leaps every day who you may see, and you may have thought of her as confident, but she experiences the same thing. But the weight of doing has overcome the weight of waiting and developing that habit of confidence. We have had the incredible honor to work with her and her team for the last six months. And now we're gonna do it again. We have a handful of spots left for those that wanna participate. I'm not on the stage to sell things, so I'm not gonna tell you anything about it unless you'd like to know, come find me or Alex. Where are you, Alex? Stand up. Alex McMillan is one of the greatest coaches that I have. And the reason I brought him was because of the power of this organization. Him and I will be taking you through this journey for six months. Every other week, 60 to 90 minutes, a Zoom session that fits into your schedule to challenge this stuff and to make a difference. There was a handful of amazing women in there and if it made a difference in your life, can you let me hear it for a second? Okay, that's all I need to say. You wanna learn more, find me or Alex. We're gonna be here till Sunday. We're not going anywhere. We're not a in and out kind of people in terms of events. I am honored to be here. Thank you for your time. Have an incredible day.
Thank you. Yes. Paul Blanchard, let's hear it for him. Thank you. He was incredible. So good. I know, so inspirational. And I have to get out of the thought, the, my whole thought process after I met him was, gosh, I, I want to be him, but now I want to be me. He taught you that. And a little bit of him. You got no complaints. I know. Ooh, what do you have in that box there? Some things. Are these, wait. Are you doing new products? I am. Would you mind if I stayed out here while you did the new products? Because I Thank love you. the excitement. Will you hold these? Yes. <laughs> okay, we start? Yes. All right. Number uno, the new geode compact. Oh. Isn't it beautiful? The geode compact is a bedrock for your makeup routine. And like a true geode, you won't believe the beauty that is held inside. Okay, this one's a favorite. The Cracked Earth Compact. Isn't that gorgeous? Cracked Earth is a down-to-earth solution to streamlining your routine with a customizable palette. And of course, the Golden Age that you guys have seen, but it is so beautiful. There's more. <laughs> okay, your lipstick is not just for one time, it's also in a tin, royal. Anyone wearing it today? Woo! I saw some people in it yesterday and it was stunning. It's called Royal Lip and Cheek, is that what it is? It's exactly Royal Lip and Cheek. For the cheek. rain that they're all, they need the royal. Yes, Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. That looks good enough to eat. Doesn't Isn't that look, it gorgeous? It's like she's frosting a cake. Or, there's those frogs, yeah, gosh. It's even better on, on their lips, too. Yeah. Okay, Cindy, where is she? I don't see her. Cindy is absolutely gorgeous. That pink that I feel like we've needed this whole time, just a little bit glossy and a natural flush of the apples, and, but still that little touch of hot pink. So beautiful. Now, okay. how do you name these? We have a whole process. Yeah. Some of them we just see the color and we instantly know. And Cindy. Cindy. That was totally one of them. Really? We just knew it had do to you, be Cindy. Do you know someone named Cindy? Just Cindy Crawford. Oh. <laughs> oh, just Cindy Crawford. All right. We were just feeling 90s super. I can't wait to introduce the Billy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, this next one I have to shout out Katie Martin for Love Spell. It is, she designed it with sun, Desert Sunset, mixed it with Gilded, and then we all tried it, we all fell in love, so we created Love Spell. Ooh, I put a spell on you. Is Katie here? Oh yeah. Where's Katie? Woo! Don't you like feel so cool? All right. You are. Autographs, Katie. She'll sign it with the love spell. <laughs> okay, the next color is saffron. This is the prettiest red you've ever seen in your entire life. It's kind of like Everred, but then a matte, 
and it will change your lives. We had a lot of requests for it. All right. Okay, next up is Spiced. Don't see it in there. Oh, it's hiding. Okay, it is joining our gorgeous cream eyeshadow family. It's just a beautiful, kind of a bright eyes almost, maybe bright eyes and um, just a little golder. And it is stunning. You would wear that at night, right? Because it's sparkly? No, you can wear it in the day. Oh, you can wear sparkles yeah. in the day? All day, all night. Yeah. Oh, you've got it on right there, right in the front row. She's got sparkly stuff on. We're not afraid. We don't have to apologize for our sparkles in the no. day. No. Never apologize for sparkles. Next up is Tangled, another cream eyeshadow to join our cream eyeshadow family. It's a beautiful highlighter and really beautiful for even just a full-on wash over the eye. It's luminescent soft champagne. Ooh, didn't we call this Tangled because it's Rapunzel-like? We had a little Rapunzel vibes in there. Ooh, nice. <laughs> okay. See if you guys can guess from this next video what the next product is. I've always been told you get chapped lips in the winter and you get dry lips when it's summer. But you can have chapped dry lips anytime. Only now you don't have to have them at all. Mmm, it goes on so smooth. And it tastes good. Lip savers. They're like a lifesaver for your lips. <laughs> oh, oh! You got an idea, Billy? I want to guess. Is it chapstick? It's even better. Ooh. It is lip conditioner with milk. We have a cherry and a mint. And I have to tell you guys, oh my gosh. It is the best thing your lips have ever met in their entire lives. And of course, you already know this because anything made by the milkman is absolutely incredible. Now, Kara, honestly, like Katie, I, I have to take a little bit of credit for this because if you were here last year, I interviewed the milk people, right? And what did I tell them? I went to all the nursing mothers that I work with and asked for breast milk to put on my lips because it heals them. It it's does. Healing. Breast you get milk it? is magical. <laughs> and can I say that? I can say that on stage. Right. It. It's magical. So this. I'm taking Best credit for. Best of both for. worlds. Thank you, Billy. That was mine. Sort of. Okay, let's let's check out another video and see if it'll give you some hints about the next product. Okay. The correct way to apply perfume is to pulse box. Wrist, inside elbow, throat, temple. The warmth there helps the fragrance unfold. Use fragrance for your own enjoyment and for the pleasure of people around you. Sadly, I remember when that commercial came out. <laughs> Anybody want some perfumes for your compact? <laughs> we have three scents. Mascara one, mascara two, and mascara three. And of course, we never do anything without multitasking it. So these have shimmer in them. They're an illuminator. So you can smell good and make your skin glow at the same time. 
The first one's like a flowery, fruity vanilla. The second one is a sparkling citrus with smooth sandalwood. And the third is dewy amber notes with a touch of white musk. I can smell it. So good. Yeah. I mean, I, I smell it from here. Okay, I'm yeah. going to put on three because it's my favorite. You got to do it like the lady in the commercial. Did I see that? Shimmer. <laughs> Only yeah. in the warm areas. <laughs> They're amazing. I can't wait for you guys to smell these. And if you want to try everything at once, of course, we have the rain bundle. So the, rain, so the Rain Bundle will be exclusive to this event, and it'll be 170 for the whole shebang. Sorry, 175. <laughs> Didn't read the whole thing. Okay, so just so you know, for when you're wanting to talk to your customers about this, they will be released on September 17th, but you will have access to all of these products here today and tomorrow. Um, I wanted to also announce really quick that we're doing a rain, a post-rain podcast. So you'll be able to hear all the breakout sessions that you aren't able to go to. So don't worry too much if you miss one. We want you guys to have all access to all of everything that's going on all weekend. Um, so be watching for an email with all the information to get into that podcast. Um, all right. So guess what? The Bon Bon Mascara Boutique will be opening right after this session right here with all these brand new sparkling products for sale. We also have a few sneak peeks of products that are coming soon featured in the store. Do you all know where the store is? Right next door. Right next door. That's where it is. Yep. We will be taking, we're talking more about these products later on this week. So um, don't miss the breakout sessions with your amazing presenters. Now I have a little teaser about what's going to be happening tonight. Here, so don't go away. Here. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Karen, this is for you. All right, now. <laughs> All right, so tonight is going to be pretty spectacular. There may really or may is. not be entertainment. Well, there may be. There's going to be. <laughs> but you got to be here. It starts at 7 o'clock, right? Yeah, we'll have a mingle at mingle. 6. And mingle then six. the actual masquerade gala at 7. You definitely want to be there. It's going to be amazing. And there will be plenty for everyone to enjoy. Right. And we always like to watch people accept awards because it, it helps us aspire to be that person. Yes. Who's going to be walking across the stage in future masquerade conferences, right? I can't wait to find out who's going to be coming up here today. It's going to be exciting. So, the store is open now. You can head over there, enjoy your breakouts, have a wonderful time. We'll see you back here tonight.